Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets. Who for thought and for the imagination. Consider today, as we look at the Word of God, consider once again the present day ministry of Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father. As we have been looking at the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 9 and several other scriptures, chapter 4, our great high priest, uh, coming boldly to the throne of grace, uh, having a better covenant, uh, better promises, and <coughs> excuse me, all these things that Jesus is still on our behalf and in our favor, interceding, helping, and looking out for us. In Hebrews, in chapter 8, when we consider him as our intercessor or advocate, and yesterday we introduced the word paraclete or paracletos. That is the word that Jesus said in the Gospel of John, that I will not leave you comfortless. I won't leave you orphans. I won't leave you without help. I won't leave you without anyone to assist you and stand by on your behalf while I am in heaven and you are on earth, I am going to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to proceed from my Father. It's the promise that is for your behalf. It's the down payment and the guarantee that I am coming back again. It's the promise and the guarantee that exactly where I am, you're going to be with me. It's the guarantee of heaven as our home. It's the guarantee that we will be given a new body that will be changed in the twinkling in a moment of, uh, uh, of and it, it uses the word atomos in the, in the speed or the splitting of an atom so quick, so fast. All of this is part of what Jesus has accomplished. But when he said, I leave you the Holy Spirit or, or, or receive you the Holy Spirit or I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, he would say, I'm going to send you the parakletos. He is going to walk alongside with you. He is going to stand by with you. He is going to intercede on your behalf. And of course, in the book of Romans in chapter 8, uh, we do find where it does mention, starting roughly about verse uh, uh, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, uh, the Holy Spirit being sent, the whole creation waiting for the redemption, uh, uh, the manifestation of the sons of God. This is part of what he does. He not only helps us to intercede, we don't know how and what to intercede for, but he guides us. He guides us into all truth. He leads us into all truth. So Jesus, just like when he walked here on this earth several thousand years ago with his disciples, which became his apostles, he was their guide. He was their leader. He was their teacher. He was their everything. And they saw him work the works of God. They saw him manifest the power of God against the kingdom of darkness. They saw the works that he did 
in every area. And then he told them, I'm sending you, go do the same. And then, of course, after he was taken away from them, crucified, buried, uh, and he resurrected, he appeared to them again. And he told them, wait for the promise of the Father, the, the Holy Spirit, the Paracletos, he's going to come. Well, Jesus still continues on our behalf through and by the Holy Spirit working in our lives. But in heaven also, the ministry of of, of uh, being an advocate and a mediator on our behalf is still also there. It is the equivalent of having a lawyer who is our brother, who works on our behalf 24-7, doesn't stop uh, at all, and he is looking out for our best interest and the interest of the Heavenly Father for us. Now that's absolutely, you You can't find a lawyer uh, nowadays that would do that and at the same time not uh, charge you an arm and a leg where you could even afford it. But Jesus is our mediator. So let's look at what it says in Hebrews 8, 6 as we continue to read also chapter number 9 of the book of Hebrews. But now he has obtained Back then, it was a different ministry working uh, uh, in and through his physical flesh. Now he has a glorified body. Back then, he was limited by space and time. Now, he is truly the infinite God in a glorified human body as a man representing us before God, the Father. It says, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. Now remember, he's the high priest. We have been made a nation, a royal nation of kings and priests also to minister the holy things, the spiritual things. So our ministry is that of, of a both greater and more excellent also work. Because our sacrifices are the sacrifice of our lips. The sacrifices now are when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice before God upon his altar. A living sacrifice according to the book of Romans in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Also, our sacrifices from our lips are those of praise and worship and, and glory and honor the sacrifices of our giving, the sacrifices of laying down our life for him, as many have done throughout the centuries. See, all of these are better sacrifices or better ministry. Also, he is a mediator of a better covenant. And it's a covenant that's established on better promises. So when we start looking at this and we consider this, we begin to recognize and see that what we have today, it truly is the reality of what was just a shadow that the uh, people of Israel had in the beginning with Moses' tabernacle and Solomon's temple and all of these things. They, they were just but the shadows and Jesus is the light creating the real thing for us. Now, 
as we continue to look at what we're looking at yesterday, my little children, these things I write unto you in First John 2, 1, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Now, in many areas of the world, people struggle with the guilt and with the shame and the unforgiveness and the condemnation that is upon them, but yet with Christ it is different. Not because it's a religion, but because it's a relationship where we actually have someone on a daily basis, nonstop, always interceding or mediating on our behalf. And also he himself is the very propitiation for our sins, and not only ours, but actually for the entire whole world. And he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If we, for, if, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just uh, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if we walk in the word of God, if we walk in the light, as it says in 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness or cleanses us from all sin. In Second Peter 1.4, For this reason or whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. Remember, we said better promises. They're also exceedingly great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So the promises of God that are all yea and amen in him have been given for the reason and for the purpose of us being able to partake of his divine nature. Just as Adam fell and partook of the nature of Satan himself, and all those that had been born or were born into this planet, <clears throat> having had that nature passed on to each and every one of them, now that nature has been overcome and dealt with by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, also by the precious promises that are given to us, by the ministry of Jesus mediating on our behalf, and by an excellent and more precious ministry that he has now on ministering and helping us while we are here. Now it says also, according to 1 Peter 1.4, uh, all of this is so that we can receive an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Now remember, we will be rewarded for our actions, our words, our thoughts, the things that we did. Uh, but also there is the possibility that we can lose our reward. And we are told in the scripture uh, by Jesus uh, himself, let no man take your reward or don't let anyone steal it or don't lose your reward uh, for whatever reason. Now, continuing to read in the book of Hebrews in chapter 9, in verse 15, we had made, made mention of three very specific things, the eternal inheritance, and then we had made his, uh, 
uh, he presented himself through the eternal spirit and he obtained for us uh, eternal redemption. All of these things are very important in our lives. For this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament or the New Covenant, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgression that were under the first covenant, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. And we already saw uh, and read uh, in First uh, Peter concerning that inheritance. In First Timothy 2.5, we see the go-between, we see the mediator. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. So he represents us as the second uh, man in heaven, Adam being the first, Jesus being the second uh, uh, man. Now the scripture also says, in Hebrews 9.16, for where there, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the tester. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Likewise, it is of no strength at all while the tester liveth. Now, what's interesting Jesus not only died and paid the price, not only did he live, leave us a will, but then he arose again from the dead to enforce that will here on earth that it be accomplished, that the, that the title, the inheritance, the, the blessings, everything that he worked for to accomplish for each and every one of us comes to pass in our lives. It is his sacrifice that made possible that the new covenant, which was celebrated in the book of Matthew and Luke and, and John and Mark, when he had his uh, disciples with him on that last meal and they were partaking of the Passover lamb, he was setting in force and saying, this is going to be my blood for the new covenant. This is going to be my body broken for you. And of course, he said that, you know, when you do this, do it as a reminder, as a remembrance of what I have done for you. That means that there is a covenant, and that is the covenant that we mentioned in Hebrews in chapter 8, <clears throat> based on better promises, a better covenant, all of these things. What he accomplished is, is, is mind-boggling. It, it, it goes beyond any and all comprehension. It will take eternity to unveil and unfold everything that he has accomplished for us. But at the same time, we don't have to wait to get to heaven uh, for it. We can partake and enjoy of it now in this present day. That covenant is something that we can walk and live in today because the blood has already been shed. The covenant has been cut and the mediator, the tester has already enforced it. As long as the believer comes and he partakes of those promises that he has left us, we also get to partake of his nature at the same time. Little by little, day by day, 
progressing on and on and ever being changed more into him and his image. Just as Jesus is, so we shall be. The Lord richly and fully bless you. Until next time, in Jesus' name, amen.